Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Connor. So I'm a gun guy. Mm. Are you a gun gal? I am a gun gal. All right. Well, I have many guns. I used to be a Boy Scout back in the day. My dad was our Scout Master. He would take us uh, boys shooting a lot, both as Boy Scouts and also me and my brothers. Uh, we have four boys in my family and I'm the oldest. And so we go shooting a lot. So I thought today we could talk about the Second Amendment. Um, and the Second Amendment, as you know, Brittany, gets a lot of attention. It does. <laughs> um, however, I don't think a lot of people could quote maybe verbatim what the Second Amendment actually says. Uh, myself included. I was going to say, I don't think I could. I know words, like <laughs> certain words, but I couldn't say the whole thing. <laughs> so, of course, the sec when we say the Second Amendment, what do we mean by that? We mean it's the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution. This is part of the Bill of Rights. And we've talked in a past episode about how there were a lot of people who supported the Constitution who felt like the Bill of Rights was not necessary. They said, oh, we've got the Constitution. It, it only gives the government certain powers. And then there was a group of people who were like, no, we want to limit things even more. We want to be very explicit. And Brittany, I, I say my prayers every day and I say thank you to those people who yep. did the Bill of Rights because, <laughs> because without it, we'd be in a lot of pain, yeah, right? Will. Um, and so the Second Amendment was one of them and perhaps is the one of the more important ones. Um, and here's what it says, and then we can talk about it. So the, the text of the Second Amendment says, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So bear arms, we've seen funny cartoons, right? Bears. Like, yeah, like people holding a bear arm that they ripped off of I a bear, it. right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not actual bear arms. It's bear, firearms. So that's another word for gun, a, a firearm. So it's bearing firearms. It's, it's holding, holding, it's using, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, possessing a gun. So it's saying the right of the people to keep and use guns shall not be infringed. And why shall it not be infringed? Because it's necessary. A well-regulated militia is necessary to the security of a of a free state. What what do let me maybe let me throw this at you, Brittany. What does it mean a free state? If it's so, necessary for a free state, what do you suppose that means? A free state would just say for us to to continue to live in in the liberty that was you know intended when our Bill of Rights and our Constitution were were, were uh, drafted and signed. But to that, I think that can mean different things to different people. I have heard people who don't like guns say that 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 means that you have the right to not live in a place with guns. Right? So, so freedom, it is an interesting line. I'm interested that you picked that line because it kind of has different meaning to different people, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, everything I've read, the founders would very clearly uh, articulate the argument or, or say that uh, a free state means a government of the people elected by their representatives that they uh, that protects their rights, a constitutional republic, uh, not a democracy, um, right, that, that we have a, a free state, in other words, a government that preserves our freedom. And so as you look at the um, all the people who are advocating for the Constitution and for the Bill of Rights in particular, I think unanimously, uh, if not almost all of them, said basically exactly this. And and why? Well, of course, they had just got done fighting a revolution. Against their government. <laughs> against their own government, the most powerful government, yeah. we might add, in the entire world at the time, which, you know, those people had to have been crazy to take that on. And yet they did. Yep. But how did they do it? Well, it's because they all had muskets, right? They all had mm -hmm. guns they could defend. So let me ask you this, Brittany, when we're talking about, you know, preserving our freedom, 
can you preserve freedom from an oppressive government without weapons? Absolutely not. That is my that is my final answer. I don't think there's even any room for debate on that Episode one. concluded. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so that's interesting, right? Because guns, like we think about guns a lot or weapons, firearms and so forth in the context of keeping us safe from burglars, mm -hmm. bad guys, right? Bad guys who want to come into our home. And, and that's all well and good. Absolutely. Right. That happens. And people regularly, routinely protect themselves from bad people. But what happens when the bad people are in the government? What happens when, you know, it's the government coming to take over your rights? I, I watched a documentary that, that uh, probably not uh, so much for the kids, but maybe the adults would be interested on Netflix, the documentary Waco, right, oh, about the... Yeah. The events at Waco. And if you're going to watch it, just prepare to hate your government a little more than you already scary, do. Scary. It's so scary. <laughs> and there's a, a line in there. I don't think it's a spoiler, so I'll go ahead and share it. But um, there's there's uh, a conflict between the government that's just trying to punish and punish and punish these people. And then you've got these religious people who have their, you know, some would say strange beliefs or whatever, but they're trying to you know do their thing. And uh, Koresh, the leader, is kind of an odd duck, and uh, and so the the problems happen and happen and happen, and pretty soon there's a there's a firefight, there's a shootout that ensues between the the two different groups, and you've got the the followers of Koresh feeling like they're defending their home and their families, they're being attacked by their own government, and um, there's one line in there where someone shouts, you know, uh, what do they say? I think they say like, call the police. Uh, or, or, you know, call, call for help. Uh, I think that's what it was. It's like, call for help. And the guy responds and says, who do you call yeah. when it's your own government? That, that always gives me chills. <laughs> right. And, and so, oh, and, and it's one of many examples we could share. Um, and so it's a really interesting question. We think about uh, Second Amendment and guns in terms of keeping us safe. Or some people say hunting, you know, even though I don't see the word hunting anywhere in the mm -hmm. Second nope. Amendment. Um, they, they specifically... Like, you got to think, these were the founders that just fought off a government. It wasn't about some bad guy trying to steal their gold coin from under their bed. They very much had in mind when they wrote this, being able to keep a strong government in check. Um, and I got to think, Brittany, and, and I want your input here, that whether it's a foreign government, like, you know, China or Russia or someone that wanting to invade America, or even the American government wanting to control people and take away more of our rights. I got to think that the fact that so many people own guns, that that becomes a bit of a, I'm going to use the word deterrent. That's mm -hmm. a fancy word. It's a deterrent, meaning it, it deters or stops uh, the government or, you know, the other person from wanting to do something. A deterrent is like a, like a wall, an obstacle, right? To deter someone from action. And so having all these guns is a deterrent for a tyrant, a dictator, a bad government from restricting our rights. What are your thoughts? Oh, absolutely. In fact, and I'm going to get this country wrong, so I'll maybe link it in the show notes after, but in World War II, there was only one country that Hitler, the, the bad guy of World War II, didn't invade. And the reason he did not invade it was because the citizenry all had guns and it wasn't in his best interest. This is in Europe. I mean, one of the only countries in Europe he didn't invade. Uh, but but that was his main reason. And there there's a whole book written about it, which I'll try to find and link down in the show notes. 
um, that basically talks about that that was his whole premise is he said how we would be so silly to go into a country where everybody's armed because we're not going to be able to take over. They're going to shoot us. So I think absolutely it deters or deters like bad governments and bad people from from wanting to go mess with anybody with a weapon. Right. But especially a gun. Yeah, I think that's so important. And um, so that's the Second Amendment. There's a, a saying I've often heard that, you know, the Second Amendment is what guarantees the first, mm-hmm. right? The, the First Amendment, as we talked about, free speech and being able to worship where you want, affiliate with who you want. And there are governments in the in past world history and even currently today that do not respect people's religious choices or their free speech and letting them protest or publish or read whatever they want. There are governments currently that control these things for their citizens. And so the idea that the Second Amendment guarantees the first is that, you know, having firearms, having the ability to stop, you know, a bad guy, even a bad guy in government is what helps defend our rights, including the right to free speech and religious freedom and free association with the, you know, the people you want to hang out with. And so it's very interesting to think of how important um, that is. Now, Brittany, I'm going to throw kind of a curveball at you okay. that I get from a lot of people and I want to see how you respond. Some people say, well, you know, that the government, like you silly people, you think the second amendment is about having guns to fight your own government, but you know, the government has nuclear weapons and helicopters and grenade launchers and automatic rifles and the citizenry doesn't have any of that. So it's silly to think that the Second Amendment is about, you know, keeping your government in check. How do you respond? Well, that's silly for a few reasons. Uh, one, we already know it has. That's why we're a country. So we saw it happen. Uh, maybe they didn't have those other things. And the other thing is, you and I have talked about this. The Bill of Rights was not written for the people. It was written for the government. And what I mean by that is, yes, it was, you know, by the people, but it was written to uh, restrain government, right? To stop government from infringing on our rights. It wasn't written to tell people what they had the right to do or what they didn't have the right to, or what they do have the right to do, excuse me. But so so that argument's always been silly to me because here you have a whole document where all 10 of the amendments are things government can't do. And then all of a sudden people want to say, well, nope, not the second one. That one is different. That one's just, you know, no guns. <laughs> so so that's always been a little bit confusing to me because we already know that that's what the purpose is of this document. Or, sorry, Philip. Yeah, yeah that, that's right. Um, and, you know, just because the government might have more powerful weapons does not mean that it's wrong uh, for, you know, people to have firearms or that there may never be a time. Like imagine, you know, 20 years from now, let's say, things get really bad um, and there's a, you know, civil war or there's another revolution or who knows what, right. But just imagine (laughs) with me and uh, you know, there's plenty of dystopian fiction out there that (laughs) shares examples of these things. And yeah, just because the government has nuclear weapons and, you know uh, you know, missiles and (laughs) all kinds of crazy stuff doesn't mean they would actually use it against people or it doesn't mean that there wouldn't be some, citizens or people in the military who have access to those things who wouldn't then be on the side of the, you know, patriots against the government. Like you, you can't predict what, how those things are going to go. You can't, no. But, but definitely like, yeah, like nuclear weapons and stuff, it gets pretty crazy to think that if the government ever wanted to use it against its own people. Probably could. Um, <laughs> however, there's a word I want to share, Brittany, and I, I want to bring it up because it's a perfect example of what we're, we're discussing, the importance of having firearms, the importance of protecting yourself to maintain your freedom. It's a word called democide, D-E-M-O-C-I-D-E. Side, you know, involves death like suicide or homicide. But democide is very different. So pop quiz, Brittany, have you ever heard of that term before? I've heard of it, but I don't know what it means. 
So democide is death by your own government. Think of democracy, right? Yeah. Democracy plus homicide is, is democide. And in the 20th century alone, I don't have the statistic pulled up. I wrote it in one of my books, but it's staggering. Tens of millions of people were killed in the 20th century, which means in the, all the 1900s, by their own government, not, not a foreign government in war, although that, you know, plenty of people died that way, uh, not homicide by like just a random, you know, murderer or getting hit by a car. This is death by your own government. You look at like communist regimes, especially, um, you know, it's happening right now in several countries yeah. as well. The government can just exterminate you. It's happening, and I always pronounce it wrong, Brittany. Maybe you know in China, the, the Uyghurs, I think is how you pronounce it. I can't it. pronounce you... it either. I know what you're saying, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're this Muslim community in China, and they are basically being exterminated yeah. right now yeah. by their own government because they believe uh, differently. Of course, North Korea, there's other countries. And and what? why? Why can they get away with it? Well, of course, they, they know that these people, they're like Play-Doh, right? Like totally malleable. In other words, they can be like manipulated and pushed around and, and changed. And the people can't fight back. They don't have guns. They don't have weapons. They, they can form no resistance. So it goes to, you know, these things don't always happen, but it can happen. And that's really scary to show uh, what happens when you don't have the ability to defend yourself. But it also suggests the importance of, you know, making sure that we can and do defend ourselves so that we never get to that point. I think there's also the matter of, uh, there's a quote, what is it? An armed society is a polite society. And I think that kind of relates to government too. They're going to probably treat us a little better if they know that if things really get bad, we are armed, right? And not that it should have to come down to that. But again, an armed society is a polite society. So it kind of keeps us keeps us in check. I think that's exactly right. And and uh, this whole episode is reminding me that I actually need to clean my guns. It's been a while <laughs> since I, I oiled them and cleaned them. And so I've got some on my to-do list. Uh, look, not, not everyone is a gun person, um, and that's totally fine. Some people are scared of them or don't want to handle them. But broadly speaking, generally speaking, it is important to make sure that we have the tools of defense, not only you know, against some potential bad guys, uh, but against our own government, if it ever got to that point, as scary as it may sound, we've been there before. And a lot of people are dealing with it around the world right now. So the Second Amendment, super important. Super important. Um, yeah, part of the Bill of Rights, part of the Constitution. Um, kids, you know, gun safety, of course, super, super important. Uh, but perhaps you can ask your parents to take you down to a local gun range and take a little class or get a little lesson and, and better learn uh, how to properly use these things. They should be treated with respect. Uh, you should absolutely be safe and make sure that an adult is helping you at all times. Um, uh, but, you know, I have taken my kids shooting and we teach them uh, proper use of these weapons and we you know keep them locked up in a safe and make sure that we're taking proper precautions, but that we do have those tools there. Um, in case they're ever needed. So fun conversation uh, between a gun guy and a gun gal, I guess. We'll leave it on that point. Brittany, thanks for chatting. Talk to you next time. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.